Mud Stories, Episode 73. Your mercy floods my tired soul as you lift me out of my muddy hole. You wash me up with your sweet grace and you lead me to a safer place again. Well, we give up. We don't even try because we're not perfect. We, our perfectionism is what is, is causing us to feel less than, that we're not adequate housekeepers. It's that perfectionism that overshadows everything in our life. And if we can eliminate that, that's the key is learning to pick up after ourselves and just loving yourself through the process. Because a home is lived in. It is not a museum. God had a plan. And it wasn't about me getting totally educated and, you know, teaching in a college aspect of meeting seven to 800 students a semester. You know, that's 1,600 students a year. In one day, I touched the lives of about 800,000 people every day. Hi, my name is Jackie Watkins, your host, and you're listening to Mud Stories, a podcast dedicated to bringing you inspiration in your muddiest moments, hope to make it through your mud, and encouragement for you to know that you are never, ever alone. Hey there, welcome back to the Mud Stories podcast. Happy New Year to you. I am so excited to be here with you, the very first episode of this new year, 2016. I hope you are well. And whatever mud you're facing, I'm so glad you're here because we are going to get encouraged today. I have a very special guest. Her name is Marla Silly. Some of you may not recognize that name, but many of you, if not most of you, I'm sure, would recognize the name Fly Lady, because Marla leads a community online called flylady.net, all about helping us with the chaos and mess and organization of our home. And I'm so very glad she's here, and I think you're going to be too. So in this season of new years and new goals and new things that we want to accomplish and do, one of the things as I reflected on the new year was that we often need help organizing and keeping things clean and housekeeping and all of the things that happen with a new year. And so I thought of Marla and reached out to her and she graciously said yes and has come to join us today so that we can hear her heart on this matter and so that she can help us sort through our mud of messiness and chaos. I love that she has this acronym chaos and it stands for can't have anyone over syndrome. I just laughed when I heard that acronym because it's so true. How many times do we think, wow, if I could just keep better house, I would be happier. And some of us, uh, messiness around us is a reflection of a messiness inside because when our environment isn't neat and orderly, our insides don't feel neat and orderly. And Marla has so much to say about that topic. She is a woman of faith. She lives in North Carolina with her husband, Robert. She has a grown son. Now, if you don't know who Marla is or what the Fly Lady is, you can find Marla at flylady.net. She has a whole system that's completely free that's there to help us, any one of us, 
in this dilemma, in this muddiness of our life. And Marla's here to share her personal mud story and also to share with us some inspiration for our new year. Now, this is going to be part one of a two-part episode. Marla just had so much wisdom to share with us that I just couldn't pick anything to cut. And so this week, you're going to hear the first half, and then I'm going to bring her back next week for the conclusion of our conversation. And she totally inspired me and blessed me. And man, do I need her wisdom in my life. Uh, I have known of Marla for many years, but admittedly failed. Uh, She wouldn't want me to say that. Admittedly, uh, you know, did not implement her system perfectly in my life and have fallen into some bad habits. And so talking to her was such a refreshing inspiration to me. And uh, I think this week I'm going to be going out and buying my own timer and all kinds of other things that I need to help me be a fly baby as she calls us. And so here is part one of our conversation with Marla Silly, otherwise known as Fly Lady. Enjoy. Hi, Marla. Welcome to the Mud Stories podcast. I am so very excited that you're here. I'm just glad to be here, Jackie. Thanks. Oh, I'm so glad you said yes. And, you know, at this beginning, the very first show of 2016, I wanted to extend this invitation to you because I really feel like you have been in these messy, hard places of chaos and, you know, clutter. And you have, over the years, developed such wisdom and experience to help us wade through this. And I just wanted to start the year off inviting you to come and share. And so I'm just so thankful for all that you do. So know that. I'm just happy to be here and serving God. So yes, yes. Well, you started the flylady.net in a very organic way. um, But it started with your own personal story of chaos and mess. You uh, married Robert in 96, right? Right. And after you had previously been divorced, which I've also been divorced, that is not an easy thing. And tell everybody, let's start with where the fly lady name came from, because that was birthed right out of uh, that time of change, right? Well, in in um, 1990, uh, I'd been married for 15 years and, you know, I, I wasn't happy. Mm. Um, I was married to a verbally abusive husband, the father of my son. And, you know, I was, that's my dog. <laughs> we love dogs. <laughs> uh, no worries. That's one of three dogs. So <laughs> Now dogs they're your babies, one. right? <laughs> three dogs and two cats. Oh. So when he was about 16, you know, I just, I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was suicidal and mm. I just. You know, I couldn't live this way any longer. And Eddie came home from um, football practice one day, and I said, you know, I'm going to go move up to the farm. And he said, well, I don't know why. I'm happy. And I said, yeah, I know you're happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I make sure you're happy. Right. And so hard. You know, you never know why all those things Mm -hmm. happen. And. But it was the beginning of finding me, right. you know, because I had been lost. It, you know, Justin and I were just raising ourselves, trying to survive. And so I moved up to the farm and took my grandparents' old country store. This is North kinda, Carolina, right? No, this was in Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. Okay. North Carolina is where you are now. 
Yes. Okay, and Tennessee. So I just, oh, lovely. You know, gutted this old country store and, you know, redid the floors, put some, you know, redid the electricity so it wouldn't burn down because it was pretty old <laughs> and, and just turned it into a cabin. Okay. And, and I lived there until I moved to Alabama and then lived in Alabama a couple of years and then moved to North Carolina with the second husband that I married because I was not going to live in sin. You know? Right. <laughs> so we're going to live. Yeah, I can. Yeah, so, I understand. Uh, and so I just forced him. I said, we're either getting married or you're moving out. <laughs> <laughs> I never told anybody. That. Oh, goodness. Anyway, so, you know what? Yeah. There is somebody listening who needed to hear that. Miss Marley. Yeah. So I, I just you know, moved to North Carolina and we only stayed married a little over eight Ooh. months. And then we had our first fight. He walked away from the marriage Mm. and so hard. I just looked up and said, okay, God, you've brought me to North Carolina for a reason. I don't know what it is, but you know, I'm going to have a little faith here and I'm going to stick around and see what it is. (laughs) Okay. And is that where your uh, adventure into fly fishing happened? Well, I moved to North Carolina to fly fish. I had been fly fishing in Alabama. Okay. And... So moving to North Carolina was, you know, there's 4,000 miles of trout streams here. Why not? Mm. Such a lovely um, bond with nature when you're out there doing that, isn't it? It's, you know, you don't even have to catch a fish to have fun. Right. You have those waders. They go all the way up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I hadn't put them on in in several years, but I might be scared to put them on right now. They might have spiders in them. (laughs) Well, I would love, before we get into all the nuts and bolts of your ministry and what you offer us, you know, and all that you offer to the world, I'd love it if you'd share with us some mud that you went through that kind of prepared you along the way to serve in the way that you are now. Well, I don't know if I've been through mud. God has truly blessed me. But, I mean, once upon a time, I was practically homeless living out of my car. Mm. And that was in 1996. And I met Robert in 1996, in August of 96. And we got married in thanks around Thanksgiving of 96. And he's just totally blessed me. But... You know, God has been there all along the way. I had my first premonition that year and was driving down the road and had had a premonition that I was going to have a blowout. Hmm. Just, you know, that the that I was going to, you know, my car and they were brand new tires. And I I think, well, you know, God, they're they're, they're brand new tires. You know, I'm questioning him <laughs> and, and he's giving me this premonition. So I got both hands on the wheel you know, ten and two, and, and it's a it's a curvy mountain road, and sure enough, I had a blowout about twenty seconds later. Wow! And here I was out in the middle of nowhere. But you know, my father taught me well. I knew how to change a tire, and it was just you know a, an am- amazing process of being scared mm-hmm. and letting go and taking the knowledge that God had given me. And turning that into something wonderful. And so I took everything out of the trunk of the car and got to the donut of the little tire. Right. And it wasn't a full-size tire. <laughs> it was a full-size car. And I, I got, 
had to get in the ditch to change the tire because there was no shoulder to the road. And I'm out in the middle of nowhere, and this truck keeps driving by with these yeehaws in it, you know? (laughs) And so I put on my fishing cap, my fishing hat, a Filson hat, and I decide that, you know, I need to look like a man. You know, I'm a big (laughs) woman. And I put my 25 in my pocket. (laughs) If somebody was going to grab me, they were going to get shot first. And then all of a sudden, God sent this little angel. And it was this lady and this this little boy in a car. And, you know, this truck had driven by three or four times. And she says, can I help you? And I said, well, I've about got the tire changed. And I know some people that live up here. But if you could just stay right here with me while I finish up putting the lugs on, I sure would appreciate it. And I went up to this friend's house or, or an acquaintance went up to his house and he helped me tighten the lugs. Cause you know, <laughs> maybe big, but I didn't have any <laughs> leverage going on there. And he tightened the, the tire. And so I had this little guardian angel right there. Mm. And then I had to go up to my mountain house, my little cabin up in the woods. And it was 78 curves to my house. Mm. But I was in college, and the next morning I had to drive down the mountain on that donut. Oh, and, no. And, you know, I needed a tire because I, I needed to get the tire fixed, and I took it to the station to get it fixed, and it it couldn't be fixed. It was mm-hmm. a brand-new tire, and it could not be fixed because it was the, the blowout happened on the sidewall. Right. Well, here I was. In college, and I was waiting on a stipend to come in, and I had 13 cents in my bank account. Mm. And with that 13 cents, I didn't have the money. You know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't overdrawn, but I had 13 cents in there. And I just, you know, I went to the purser's office to try to, you know, see if I could borrow some money against the money that was coming in. And right. they didn't have anything to help me. This was in, fe- it was February. It was so cold. Mm. And so I went back to the tire place and I just, I just poured it all out. I said, I don't have the money mm-hmm. to get a tire. And I don't think I'll make it back up the mountain to my cabin with this donut. Cause you can only go about 50 miles on the donut. And the guy looked at me and he said, we'll help you. Mm. And, you know, I'm in tears at this point because yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then somebody steps up. And and so unbeknownst to me, well, I knew it, but I had forgot about it. And, and when I had gotten the tire out of the car, my sister's husband, who had a sewing factory, had filled at Christmas, had filled, or on my birthday in January, had filled my trunk up with some sweatshirts that were seconds. You know, they weren't right. the greatest, but they, they had little tiny flaws. They didn't meet inspection. And so the guys had to move all those to get to the bad tire. And it was the coldest day of the year. <laughs> and they wanted to buy them and put them on. Oh, my. They were champion sweatshirts that were yeah. seconds. Yeah. And I had just been giving them away and to different people at, the, at school. And 
before I got out of the bay, they had bought $200 worth of of shirts at $2 a piece. Oh, my. And I'm just like, you know, I let go and humbled myself and yes. other people. And God blessed me. Yes. He had a plan the whole time. Isn't that yeah. amazing? He had this wonderful plan. And, you know, you just never know what is going to come out of something that is... Just the simplest act of obedience that you did. I mean, you could have chosen not to go to that tire shop. You know, pride sometimes prevents us from doing those smallest steps. And yet we step one little step and God meets us there. Right. And um, what a gift that he showed you how he met you there. Incredible. And that builds our faith. That builds our faith. It allows us to know. You know, it's you know, it's faith of a, a mustard seed. Right. It, it's not a lot of faith. Right. You know, it. We don't have to have this overabundance of faith mm-hmm. to be blessed. It's this tiny little seed of faith. And yeah, you know, I had you know all my life, I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. Mm. And here I was, forty years old, and mm-hmm. had no clue. I was going to college to you know, major in women's studies or something, uh, environmental studies. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I just knew I needed some education. Mm-hmm. And and God had a plan. And it wasn't about me getting totally educated and, you know, teaching in a college aspect of meeting seven to 800 students a semester. You know, that's right. 16, 1,600 students a year. I, in one in one day, I touched the lives of about eight hundred thousand people. Hmm. Every day, every, every day, every day, and, day. and it grows. It's grown by fifteen hundred people just in the last twenty four hours. Amazing! God and is it, so good. Ugh, how much do I love that you love Him, and that He blesses you. And in turn, you've chosen to say yes to bless us. And so you meet Robert and you get this uh, unlikely opportunity to serve your local community as a commissioner, but you have this little chaos problem, can't have anyone over syndrome. Take us there and, and help show us how we start with shiny sinks. Well, it was a pride thing. I was terrified that the other four commissioners, there's five of us, I was scared they were going to find out my dirty little secret. Because they're all men who have women cleaning their sinks, right? (laughs) Right. And Robert and I, when we got married, I had a house full of clutter, and he had a house full of clutter, and we put it together in his (laughs) house. And then we went to estate auctions and bought more. Oh, okay. You could not walk in our house. He didn't, didn't dare let anybody in, a sheriff's deputy or a lawyer needing a paper sign, because he was a judge for 20 years. Oh, my. Okay. And he has since retired uh, six years ago. And we're at home together 24 hours a day, seven days a week, <laughs> just us. I mean, I could go to the office, but, you know, we we like each other's company. Yeah. And I live in the woods. As it and it's should beautiful. be. Yes, yes. So we just, it, it was just meant to be. 
all of a sudden I'm scared that I'm going to be sworn in in January and I am terrified that they're going to find out my dirty little secret. So I just set out to like every red blooded American female on new year's day, we make (laughs) that resolution, right? I'm going to get organized. And you put little quotation marks around organized (laughs) and you say to yourself, how do I do this? You know, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. Yeah. And so I sat down that New Year's Day and tried to figure out why I couldn't keep house. Well, don't you think that's the first step is to recognize you can't keep house? I mean, you sat there that day and I mean, this you lived a lot of life up to that point, right? Right. I mean, it wasn't like this was a new New Year's first New Year's Day for you. You no. what what do you think it was that made the difference for you to be able to admit that? Because I think there could be a lot of people listening who you know from your ministry are struggling in the deep, quiet places of their heart, feeling not enough, not loving themselves, and yet acknowledging um, that they can't keep house or they, they just can't do it feels too overwhelming. That would be the last straw. So instead, we just keep busy, keep moving, and don't really name it. You know? Well, we give up. We don't yeah. even try because we're not perfect. We, mm-hmm. Our perfectionism is what is, is yes. causing us to feel less than, that we're not adequate housekeepers. It's that perfectionism that sh- overshadows mm-hmm. everything in our life. And if we can eliminate that, but, you know, let's get back to those, what I figured out that Yes, day. tell me. That, that New Year's Day, I... The only thing that ever worked for me was a card file system that was developed by Pam Young and Peggy Jones, the okay. sidetracked home executives. So I got this card file system out. <clears throat> and my card file system, I'm a little obsessive compulsive. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you can say I don't think you're alone. with that, you know. So <laughs> what what I did, my card file system was not a little three by five card file box. It was 18 inches long. It was a tray. Oh, you know, no. Like, like you used to have these trays of yes. index cards at the library. You know, <laughs> yes. young people don't know who those are. Oh, I do. I do. I do. <clears throat> so I got out this, this card file tray. And if I had one, I had 500 cards. <laughs> and so I, I started playing with them. And, you know, in the South, what they say is whatever you do on New Year's Day, you're going to do every day for the rest of the year. So, okay. We don't do laundry. <laughs> we don't do dishes. You know, we, we, we keep things at a bare minimum on new year's day. Cause you don't, you definitely don't want to do those <laughs> right. every day. You don't want to set a bad pace. <laughs> right. You don't want to set this, this bad pace. Well, I got these cards out and I started messing with them. Okay. And there were color-coded cards. So you had yellow ones and you had blue ones and you had green ones. And the yellow ones were the daily cards. And so I sorted those into piles. And I had daily cards, weekly cards, monthly cards. And then I started subsorting them into the days of the week, the the weeks in a month, mm-hmm. and the months in a year. Okay. So I've got all these piles going and I thought, well, I'll take the daily cards and I'll make a list because th- the daily cards was 50 of them. 
Okay. Things that you had to do every day. Right. So I got overwhelmed just looking at the stack of cards. And then I made a list and we all love these lists. Right. I made this list and this list was the front and back of a sheet of paper. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. okay, I'm, I'm behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. Already. Started. Yep. Oh, yeah, I just, mm-hmm. I throw my hands up in the air. I say, I can't do this. Impossible. Yep. It's, it's the impossible dream mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And then... I started trying to figure out why Pam and Peggy's system had never worked well for me for very long of a time. And what I concluded from this study was that I had never established a habit. Mm. So So I picked one card. One card. Okay. One card only. Not 50 cards. Okay, but how did you decide which one? Well, this is a good story, too. (laughs) Well, I love it. (laughs) When Robert and I got married, he says to me one day, because, you know, I'm sidetracked and, you know, I would (laughs) cook. He deserved to have a loving wife and one that cooked for him. And, you know, he says it's better to have a wife that can cook, that doesn't cook often than one that can't cook and cooks every day. <laughs> There's hope for me then. <laughs> <clears throat> so oh. I would, we would get through dinner and I would just pile all the dishes in the sink and let them soak to the next day. And, you know, there'd be stuff floating on top of the water. Yeah. And there would be, <laughs> oh no, there would be, you know, you didn't dare stick your hand in no. this mystery water. You'd have to take the, <laughs> the tongs from the barbecue grill and reach down in the water just to pull the plug Unplug so it. you could start the water all over again. Oh, <clears> So he said, if you'll just leave one side of the sink open, I'll make you coffee every morning. <gasps> coffee. I-, I hope you like coffee. I love coffee. Okay. Um, and... So I said, well, I can do that. So I left one side of the sink open. So when I'm trying to decide on what habit, you know, making your bed, whatever, I picked keeping my sink clean and shiny. Now, Robert built this house in the 70s when he was a bachelor. Okay. We have hard water. So that Uh, day I decided I would shine that sink. It was a 25-year-old sink at that time. Okay. And with hard water. And his first wife was as messy as I was, if not more. <laughs> Don't know how she could be more, but Sue was... <laughs> I knew Sue before I knew Robert. You were in good company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're sitting, I'm sitting there and I practically have to take a chisel to my sink because mm-hmm. it's got hard water crusted up around the faucet and around the edge and, you know, take a knife and scrape this stuff right. out and took steel uh, SOS pads and steel wool and, yes. and, and just, you know, elbow I, grease, el- <laughs> elbow grease and started with a, a sink full of, of hot water. And I put a cup of bleach in it just to get me started. So I would have some success at looking at it because it would not be dingy looking. And then I would buff it with the steel wool. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was through, the sink looked like a brand new penny. Mm. And, you know, when a sink is that clean and shiny, you don't dare put a dirty dish in it. <laughs> not at all. And then you make sure the dishwasher gets emptied so that you 
you know, why else do you have dishes in the sink? Because you got clean dishes in the dishwasher. So right. the dishwasher gets emptied and it becomes your dirty dish disposal unit. And before you know it, your whole kitchen, and this was a 70s kitchen with had with copper tone appliances <laughs> and and yellow floor and green countertops. <laughs> and before you know it, that kitchen is just beautiful. All because of the sink. All because of the sink. And your only habit was to keep that sink clean and shining. But it, it becomes an avalanche in a good way. Mm-hmm. It's contagious to mm-hmm. the rest of the kitchen. And by the end of the month, I decided I needed a whole month. I needed to give myself a little grace. Oh, that is so important. So psychologists tell us that it takes 21 days to establish a new habit. Hmm. They lie. Because <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I just haven't bought that this whole time. Oh. With the perfectionist, yeah. If we miss a day, mm-hmm. we say I messed up. Forget it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. Next, but with the grace period, with ten days of grace, you jump back in where you are, right? Like you never missed a day, and and don't dwell on it. Mm-hmm. We really are hard on ourselves. I think this is part of the biggest problem. That That's our perfectionism. Well, your program helps all of us. It's a ministry and it's for, I'm doubtful that there's not anyone hearing our voice who maybe hasn't heard of you, but just in case they haven't, it is the beginning of January. It's a time where we're all reorganizing and reflecting. Um, It's a time that your aha moment happened. And so I would love it before you point us in the directions of where we can find everything online and, uh, you know, in social media, if you would just run us through your monthly themes and give them a little hint as to what could be waiting for them um, and and what really you have so generously mined for them as far as a system because I know you you can help us not only with ourselves but uh, helping our kids and loving our families well it's letting you be the best mother best wife and, and not in a perfectionist type of way, but all that you're supposed to be. Right. And when we let go of this perfectionism, we stop alienating our husbands and our children. Right. And so every month we practice a new habit. So for me, that January was keeping my sink clean and shining. And then the next habit I practiced was decluttering 15 mm. minutes a day. That's five minutes mm-hmm. in the morning, five minutes in the afternoon, and five minutes at bedtime. Do you know why you hold on to things? I think I'm afraid. You're afraid to let it go because you might need it one day. Do you know right. what that really is? Tell that's, me. That's lack of faith in God. Mm. That that we don't think we're ever going to be able to provide for ourselves, much less God provide for us. Now, when we let go of it, mm-hmm. it blesses us tenfold. Mm. And the Bible teaches us that. That's right. So letting go of the clutter, blessing someone else with your abundance is going to change everything. And it's amazing how much can happen. I think you talk about getting a timer, right? Because we we don't start sometimes because we're thinking, oh, this is going to take so long. I just don't have that much time. I can't do it. 
Did you know you can empty your dishwasher in four minutes? <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. I sometimes set my timer for 15 minutes and I'll get up and putter around the house, maybe do the floors or, you know, dust or just just little things. And when the timer goes off, I sit back down and go back to work with Fly Lady. Mm. And it's 15 on, 15 off. Think about how much you can get done doing that. Yeah. It's all about focus, right? It's all about staying focused. I set my timer. That 15 minutes reminds me to drink my water. It reminds me. Sometimes I play a game where I set it for 15 minutes. I get up and do one thing. Mm. Sometimes I set my timer for 15 minutes. I get up and do 15 minutes of a reverse scavenger hunt. I try to make everything fun. So in a reverse scavenger hunt, you you grab something that's in the living room that doesn't belong in the living room, take it to where it does belong, put it away, grab something else from that area that oh, needs like to go chain. someplace. Oh, like a chain, yeah. And then you go to the next, it, it's just, it leads you all around the house putting things away <laughs> for 15 that. minutes. Oh. If you put things away for 15 minutes, this is all stuff that you've left out. Right. And kids and, would catch on to that too, right? Because I have uh 8, 10, 12, and 13. And uh, I think I could do better with not only modeling for them, making it fun, but igniting their passion to make it fun for themselves. Kids love music. mm -hmm. Put on one of their favorite songs. You may not care for it, but you know, in three minutes and 33 seconds, you can get a lot of stuff putting away if you've got six people doing it. Right. Yes. Well, I encourage them sometimes to get a laundry basket and like mm-hmm. I just take t- tell two of them go around to every room and get gather everything that doesn't belong in each room. <laughs> and uh, and and then we carry it upstairs in a laundry basket, but then you know, it's it, it, I it fall into that in nagging thing. Yes. It, it, how did you know my laundry basket still has the stuff, Marla? <sighs> I haven't finished the task. I know. It, it, it's it's you know, get them to see how fast they can empty the laundry basket and put things where they belong. Well, and my timer broke, so I need a new timer. I need a I need a super fantastic timer. I think that's the key because then it's a race. It makes it fun, like you said. Well, it's not you know? so much a race. Kids like to race, but with adults, it's more about stopping because we get obsessive oh, and we think 15 yes. minutes can't do it. So we burn ourselves out. So the timer is more about stopping us okay. and going on to the next thing than it is about a race for us. Oh, that's so good. But with kids, you know, three minutes on a song, you can get so much done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So February's declutter, 15 minutes a day. Are these no. cumulative? Do, do, do we do these in a cumulative way or your emails are going to lead us through? what to do. Well, each month we practice this, the new habit and we send an email out at the, at noon every day that is a testimonial to that habit. Okay. And I send out musings and ask fly lady questions that sort of uh, tell you about the new habit of the month. I mean, for, you know, for January, it's shining your sink. February is decluttering. March is Getting dressed to lace up shoes. And don't argue with me. Just put the shoes on your feet. Put the shoes on. Put the shoes on where you can't kick them off easily. I'm not talking about flip-flops. I'm not talking about sandals unless they strap to you. If I have on sandals, I, I have hot feet. So I like 
I have these sandals that Velcro to my feet. I right. can't take them off unless I bend over. Right. Okay. So having shoes that strap to your feet where you can't kick them off underneath your desk or under the couch or wherever you find yourself, put your shoes on and get dressed and fix your hair and your face so that when you go in the bathroom, you don't scare yourself <laughs> because you look like your mother. <laughs> Oh, my word. I think you've been uh, peeking in on me. <laughs> and then April is making your bed. Making your bed. Okay. When, when you get in the habit of making your bed. Now, you might, people, you know, we have an increase in bed bugs and dust mites and stuff these days. And people are letting their beds air out now a little bit. But we forget about it. So you might have to put a reminder on your bathroom mirror when you're getting dressed in the morning. To go back and make your bed. Okay. Before you go about the rest of your, your day. Because making that bed, even if you just let it air for 15 minutes while you're getting dressed, you know, making that bed and walking back in that bedroom, it makes you smile. Mm, it makes, it's a good feeling, yeah. Flying is all about doing things that, that bring you joy. And it makes me want to use my 15-minute declutter maybe to work around that room too, you know? Well, we break the house down into zones. So uh, each week is a different zone that we're in. Okay. On January 1st, we're in the we're on the front porch, the entrance, and your dining room. Okay. That's our zone for, for January 1st to the end of the week. And I think January 1st is on a Friday this yes, year. Yes, it is. So you've got that day and the weekend to to get those rooms detail cleaned with our zones. We never have to spring clean again mm, because we do a little that. detail cleaning. And then with, um, you know, breaking our zone two is the second full week of the month. Okay. It's so each week has a zone full- and each yeah. month has a habit. Yes. Okay. And it's not, it sounds confusing, but it really isn't because we guide you through it. Okay. So, when we're in zone two, which will be next week, is the kitchen. We may declutter a drawer or you may take, you know, all your silverware out of of its little container one at a time. And oh, take yeah. Those little crumbs get in there. Get the yes. Out. I did that last week. Yes. I was decluttering that drawer and got rid of a bunch of stuff out of that drawer. And you'd just be surprised at how many gadgets we have in our kitchen. Yes. So decluttering in the kitchen. And detail cleaning in the kitchen, you know, you might clean your oven when we're in, in that zone. But we give you missions every day for okay. you to do when you're in that zone. Okay. So that's April is making your bed. Okay. Uh, May is, um, what is May? I think you had said moving. Moving oh, your body. Oh, you're right. Right? I always have, I need a little help. So it's no worries. moving in May. Now, a lot of people are moving to new houses in May. <laughs> the military does a lot of shifting around in May. Yes. After school's out. Yes. Um, so, <clears throat> moving, all I want you to do is set your timer for seven minutes. Walk around the house, walk down the driveway, come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go out seven minutes, come back seven minutes. You're always seven minutes to the house, you know? Right. Oh, that's good. And you're, you're pretty close and you're getting in 15 minutes of loving movement. 
Yeah. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. But, you know, as a friend of mine did last night, he put on some, um, I, I saw a post on Facebook <laughs> that, you know, he put on some Gloria Gaynor or something and danced around the house <laughs> for 15 minutes. And he got in his aerobic exercise right? for the day. Put on some fun music. Dance for 15 minutes. You know, get the kids Oh, kids involved. would love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love that. You yeah. might need to put up all the breakable stuff because they can go a little wild if you... Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I don't move because I don't have that full hour to walk my three-mile circuit, you know? And so then I just, like you've been saying, I just perfectionism seizes me and I just get, I don't do anything. And that's not good for me, right? 15 minutes, yes. Right, right. And you can do, you know, 15 minutes, seven minutes of walking a normal pace and then like one minute of, you know, marching like in the band. Yeah, yeah. So you can have some fun with it. I think they call that interval training. Yes, I think they do. Yeah. Get your heart rate up a little bit. But think about going down on the floor and doing a minute's worth of push-ups or sit-ups. I know some women, friends, and others that have some ministries who encourage people to do this connected with their Bible time in the morning. You know, like... Like, do you have a um, recommendation as far as when people want to fit in that that Bible reading, maybe movement time? Do you do you have a personal? Well, I, I personally have turned my bathroom into my meditation zone. OK. You know, guys go to the bathroom and read the magazine. I have a shower curtain that has Bible boy- verses on it. <laughs> I love I have, it. I have. Oh. Um, I have things hanging on the wall. I yeah. have some pictures. I, you know, I it's just your have, zone. It's oh. my, as I'm getting dressed in the morning. Mm. This is my, my time for mm-hmm. prayer and, mm-hmm. you know, blessing others and being grateful. It's my gratitude moment of being in my bathroom and being thankful for everything that God has given me at these moments in time. And I start each morning like that. And then I get you know, through with my morning routine and grab my breakfast and my supplements and stuff, sit down to my computer and my husband is home. Remember? Right. Now his music standards and mine are too different. (laughs) And I, I like, I am very, I have very eclectic taste. Okay. And I have somebody ask me, um, you know, what's the strangest thing that people don't know about you? Oh, that's a good question. And I said, that I'm a member of the Grammy Association. Really? I like to produce music as a hobby. And I've <laughs> produced several albums, um, four for us and a couple for um, Eric Dodge, my country music singer. Okay. And, and yeah, I love to produce music. And so I'm a member of the Grammy Association because I nominate, I wanted to nominate our children's CD for a Grammy, and I did. Awesome. <laughs> it, did, it didn't make it to the top five, but anyway. I love uh, that. So my, my taste in music is very eclectic. My husband doesn't always love my taste in music. Um, <laughs> he, he swears that I turn on Reggie Travis just to aggravate him. <laughs> I play iTunes roulette all the time. <laughs> I, I mean, my, I put it in a playlist, which is Christian music, and right. Randy, I have a lot of Randy Travis songs. And gospel songs, uh-huh. and he he just pops up every once in a while. It. You know, Elvis 
Hicks and the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Nice. A cappella and um, bluegrass. Do you like Southern Gospel? gospel? Do you, I love Do you like gospel. the Isaacs and the Collingsworths? I don't know those, but oh. I had the Stamps and, okay. and a, a bunch of others. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, so uh, good. And, and then I even like um, some Catholic uh, Mark Mallet is one of my okay. favorite people because he 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 prays the rosary and sings the rosary and does meditations with the rosary in Amazing. music. And so you never know what's going to pop up <laughs> in in my music. So I might be right in the middle of doing something and then this prayer and meditation thing come up and I'll just close my eyes and I'll oh. pray along with it. And it may only last five minutes. Yeah. It could last 15 minutes. And then I, I've got some C.S. Lewis, which is a book called The Screwtape Letters. Yes. <laughs> yes. It'll pop up and I'll listen to an hour of that. So it's yes. like a rhythm, like in and out all day. All long. day long. Love that. But I, if Robert's in the room with me, I'll put my headphones on. <laughs> Save if, him from Randy Travis. <laughs> but if he's not, I run it through the speakers yeah, through the yeah. house. Mm-hmm. And so I can hear it and walk mm-hmm. around and not have yeah. to be tied to my computer. Oh, that's so lovely. So my, my musical tastes are, are varied and it blesses me to know that, you know, it's all music praising the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, oh, well, and it helps you center yourself with God throughout the day, too. Yes. Not just one. I think sometimes we get in that habit, we get the perfectionism mm-hmm. itch, too, because then we think, well, I don't have an hour to pray, so forget it, you know. And right. um, and so I love that idea. And the Bible teaches us to pray unceasingly. That's right. That's you right. Know, through your walk of life, pray. You know, and when it's in your heart, you wake up with the music on your heart. I mean, I wake mm-hmm. up with songs in my head every morning, practically, and then I have to go hear them. You know, and then <laughs> I'll I'll I'll, I'll fi- see if I have it in yeah. in my iTunes. And if I don't have it, I go find it on YouTube, and then I'll share it with the world on Facebook. But I want to tell you a funny story about music. Yes. Um. So I've been working on a book. And one morning, as I started working on the book, um, I said, well, I'm going to outline the book today. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Today. So I sat down to work, and I'm, I'm trying to come up with an outline. And I've got my music playing. And all of a sudden, I hear in my head, no, you're not going to outline the music. I am. Mm. And God started outlining my book. Hmm. And you took it, dictation, right? I took dictation. Mm-hmm. Every song that came up, I wrote it down. And it was so powerful. Wow. And I could write on each topic. Hmm. Right. I I wrote on I went through 30 or 40 songs and they're small chapters, but they're so much fun because they lead to the next thing I, and then you know, then there's Randy Travis with there's room at the cross for you. Mm, <laughs> it's just, love it. Yes. It's just so powerful uh, that when you let go. That's right. And let God do it because mm-hmm. he's going to do it. 
in no matter what we're called to do. And you know what? When you were in your 30s, you had no idea what you were called mm-hmm. to do. I mean, I what I love so much about the stage where you are in life now is it gives those of us like I'm 45. It gives those of us who are in that mid hump of life, you know, trying to figure out who we are, what our purpose is. You know, a lot of times that work happens in your 40s, maybe even early 50s. And um, the reflection back into what your purpose is going to be. But you inspire us that um, there's more ahead, Marla. There's more ahead for us to do, to, for us to serve. And um, and yet we have to get at peace with our own hearts by learning these these habits that can set us free, which is why I'm so in love with what you're doing. Marla, tell us where we can get started. It's January. We're eager to, um, you know, put away our perfectionistic tendencies and take our baby steps to learn to fly. And I know you're ready and willing and able to help us. So point us to where we need to go, because I know you have emails that could be delivered. You have a website, you have social media, and you've written a couple books with one on the way, I hear. So help us know what to do. What's the best place to start? Best place to start is flylady.net. Okay. Where am I going to click? Because I've been there. And there's a lot to click on. Well, the first thing you need to do is join our email group. Okay. And there's a join button. And in that join button, it takes you to constant contact. And Is that where I click getting started? Well, that's on the, that's different things. The join is at the very top on the left-hand side. Okay. So click join, sign up for our emails. Oh, I see. Get our emails. Okay. Yeah, get our emails. And then... Um, just don't beat yourself up. Let go of the perfectionism. And you're going to say, you send out too many emails. And I say, <laughs> no, I don't. Because we do something different. Okay. It, ours is not just a newsletter okay. that you would get once a week. It is behavior modification with email. Nobody else does it in the world. We've been doing it for 16 years. Okay. And it has changed millions of lives. And so what if you can't read them all? You've read a subject line. It's got you to thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And maybe you read the first paragraph and you saw a different way that somebody's looking at something. Mm -hmm. It's all about behavior modification with email. Because the goal isn't for the email to make you feel bad that you're not on track. It's a tool to assist you, right? Yeah, it's I get in your head. I do something called... Our members call, lovingly call, fly washing. <laughs> you know how we want to have the, the Lord in our heart all right. during the day? Right. Well, I want to be sitting on your shoulder. I love it. And I want you to think about, you know, I don't have to set this down right here on this table and start this hot spot brewing. I can go put that where it belongs. Then I don't have to fill up that laundry basket with things that don't belong in those rooms. Right. So... That's the key is learning to pick up after ourselves, getting teaching our children how to pick up and put away okay. their stuff and just loving yourself through the process because a home is lived in. It is not a museum. Okay, it is not that's, a storage That's relieving. Unit. Yes. It's, it's not, not a storage st- unit. <laughs> yes. You know, we're not holding on to all this stuff because we might need it again one day. Right. We, if we will get the clutter out of our homes, we will have a haven to live in. Well, and it will declutter our hearts, right? Yes. It's and we gonna, bless others. And we bless others. 
which is what you're doing. Okay, so we're out of time for this week, but I'd love it if you'll come back next week and join us. We'll finish talking about the habits of the month for the second half of the year. And I'm hoping you'll share some more stories with us. So thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Have a beautiful week. You too. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) Happy New Year indeed. And I hope that this year is going to be your best year yet, our best year going forward. No matter what mud it is we're facing, we know that we're not alone. We're in this together, you and me, and we have Jesus by our side. And what more could we want, right? He is working everything for good, no matter what it is we're facing, no matter how it feels in the moment, we have hope because of him. And so if you are new or if you haven't yet subscribed to receive updates to this podcast, I wanted to let you know it's super easy. You just pull out your cell phone and you text the word subscribe mud stories with no spaces to the number 33444 and follow those directions. I would love to send you a free PDF of my favorite resources for finding freedom from failure. I'd also love it if you would subscribe to this show in iTunes and leave me a rating or review. I read every single one of those. It's such a blessing to me to hear your thoughts. And if you have any ideas of who you'd like me to interview this year, or a topic that's a particularly muddy situation that you're facing, send me an email, Jackie at JackieWatkins.com. You can even leave me a voicemail message. There's a button on the sidebar of my of my site. You can find the show notes to this episode, all the links to Marla and all of her Fly Lady resources. You can find all of that at JackieWatkins.com forward slash episode 73. And you can also receive a free audiobook today. All you have to do is go to mudstoriesbook.com and sign up for a free trial with Audible, and you will get a free audiobook today. Now, I know that's a lot of things for you to do. And if you only do one thing, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show. But Irregardless, whatever it is the mud that you're facing, I'm committed to be here with you and for you this year, and we're in this together. I'm looking forward to some ways of interacting with you and hearing more feedback from you in the months to come, and I'm just so, so honored and blessed to be doing mud stories with you. And so thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you're going to have an amazing week. I can't wait to meet you here next week to hear uh, our second half with Marla. And in the meanwhile, go get a timer, get some supplies, and let's do this thing. Let's shine our sink this month. So whatever it is that you're facing today, no matter where you've been or what lies ahead, may we find a grateful song to sing each and every day. Have a beautiful day. I never in rubber feels a press upon my mind. I pull a shame that leaves me a little bit blind. I cannot see beyond the blame and I never will find a way out. And then I feel you next to me You lift my head to see Your strong arm reaches to me Your mercy floods my tired soul As you lift me out of my muddy hole You wash me up with your sweet grace And you lead me to a safer place again 
Hey you, if you're still listening to this, I'm so thankful for you. You have to know, I originally left a secret message like this on episode 72 after the outro song, and it was a Merry Christmas message, and I just have to give a short shout out to Wendy, Lisa, and Gilly for your emails to me. I'm so thankful for you, and for anybody else who wants to give me feedback, tell me who you are, what you love what you're facing, and who it is you want me to interview in 2016. You are my people. You have listened till the end, and I'm so thankful for you. And I'm wishing you a wonderful and blessed and beautiful new year. Sending so much love to you today. Happy new year to you.